put that. I didn't do that. That's not me. Okay. Hold on, I have to set up my computer. Sorry. All right. So, hi, I'm Sharon. Share my testimony. So I'm just warning you guys. I'm really nervous. So I might mess up. I might mess up. So just have mercy on me. You'll feel bad for me. Okay. So um, this is my baby pictures when I was young. <laughs> I know I was so cute. But <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, I had a pretty good childhood. There was really nothing traumatic that happened. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. My, both my parents are Christian. So yeah, my childhood was pretty good. Yeah, when I was a kid, I was happy. Um, but I mean, as I got older, uh, a lot of stuff started um, affecting me. A lot of bad stuff that, yeah, okay. Moving on. <laughs> so I had a lot of insecurities. Um, for example, my nose. When I was younger, all of like the older adults, like my mom, my emuls, and like pretty much everybody was like, "Oh, you know, Sharon, you're so pretty. All you need to fix is your nose, and like after that, like you'll be fine." So um, they would tell me like, "Once you get older, you can have plastic surgery and fix your nose and all that." And I was just like, "Okay, I guess my nose is really bad." So I'm really insecure about my nose, and because of that, I was never comfortable with the way I looked. You know, um, it was hard to consider myself pretty. It was hard for me to see myself as pretty. Um, and then when I got to high school, I started getting acne. Acne. So <laughs> and I still have it, and that makes it worse. I mean, that really just brought my um, self-esteem and my self-image down. So that's something that um, I had to deal with, and I still deal with now and affected me many ways growing up, like, and um, when I go through hard times, it definitely played a role. And um, another, th oh, so this is a Bible verse. Okay, um, Psalms 139, 13 to 14. For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. This kind of, um, this is like a Bible verse that I like to look back at when I feel down about myself or I feel like I'm you know, ugly or I don't feel good with the way God made me. It just kind of reminds me that, you know, how can I say that I'm ugly when God is the one that made me and, and everything he makes is wonderful. So and that verse really helped me. But then another thing I started to deal with around middle school was anxiety. Um, my parents used to get into a lot of fights when I was younger and um, I would know that they're about to fight because my dad would always tell me like me and my brothers like go upstairs because he didn't he didn't want us to see like them fighting so um, I remember one time when we were younger it was me and my brothers and my dad was like all of like and a lot of these fights were just all of a sudden like you didn't see it coming and um, I remember me and my brothers they were yelling, and me and my brothers went into a, uh, a room, and we just started praying and like crying, like asking God that they would stop. And um, 
this went on for a really long time. And it's really funny because sometimes I would come home with like a really, really weird gut feeling. And when I felt that, I was like, okay, something bad's gonna happen. My parents are gonna fight. I need to be extra good, um, make them make sure that they're really happy so that they don't fight again. And um, this kind of led me to overthink <laughs> overthink everything and analyze things too much and it's mainly for the worst. Like I remember my mom went on a mission trip when I was in middle school and I would cry every day because I was scared that something bad was gonna happen to her. So yeah. And then um, also like having low self-esteem and anxiety, I was really considerate about what people thought about me. Like I always wonder um, you know, how they see me, if I'm acting stupid, like do they think I'm stupid? And um, I remember when I was young and like if I did end up doing something stupid or like foolish and people would laugh at me, I'd just start crying because I was just like, why are you laughing at me? <laughs> But yeah, so I had, a I had a lot of anxiety issues around middle school time. And um, yeah, that really played a role. I mean, it still does, because it doesn't help my insecurities and all that. Yeah, OK. And then, uh, OK, and then a Bible verse that I would cling on to. I would cling on to was Matthew 6:34. Therefore, stop worrying about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And this is really true for me because I feel like I worry about stuff that you know I shouldn't even be worrying about because everything is in God's hands. The only thing I can do is really just make the best of it and have faith in Him and trust Him and what He's doing. So, this is a Bible verse that really helped me growing up. I mean, it still helps me now when I do worry a lot, which I do. Yeah. Okay, and then another thing that really affected me was relationships. I had a lot of broken friendships. Um, uh, there was a time where uh, I, would, I did something really messed up and um, pretty much everyone I considered as a close friend of mine, they um, turned their backs on me and like it hurt my trust. I felt so alone and abandoned. Um, uh, at this point, this was like something like middle school, you know, where like you're kind of over dramatic about everything. And um, I actually, at this point, I was really low that I considered suicide. But um, well, I, of course, like I never went through with it because I'm a coward, <laughs> and also because you know um, my family and. I know God has so much more for me than for it to just end there. So it was like it wasn't like something that I contemplated on a lot. It was more like a fleeting kind of thing, but I still like thought about it from time to time going through this time. And also um, because that I because the fact that I messed up and people left me or turned their backs on me and ostracized me. I was afraid to show who I really was. Like I was, I didn't want people to know who I really am because I was scared that they'd just judge me and that they'd um, turn away from me. So I pretty much pushed a lot of people away who were trying to get close. But um, there was 
I know there was like a core group of people that I could rely on, especially my family, and one of them was, oh wait, sorry. Okay, I'm gonna read this Bible verse for a second. Hebrews 10, 24, 25, and let us consider each other carefully for the purpose of sparking love and good deeds. Don't stop meeting people with other, stop, don't stop meeting together with other believers, which some people have gotten into the habit of doing. Instead, encourage each other, especially as you see the day drawing near. Um, I definitely stopped meeting with believers. Um, once I reached my junior, like senior year, um, I got really into doing drugs. Um, I stopped coming to church a lot because I kind of just pushed everybody away because I knew that, um, like if they knew what I was going through that they'd run away too. Like that's pretty much my mentality that I had. But like speaking, going back to um, my core people, uh, especially my family, and one of them was Paul. <laughs> this is when we were younger. We pretty much grew up together. We um, were the same age and everything. We were the same age. And um, I remember like I could just act, I could be who I was in front of him. I remember when we were younger, you guys remember Dave the Barbarian, that TV show? Well, we had like the inflatable spears that we got from like a Happy Meal or something, and we would do karaoke. And <laughs> I remember we just like rocked out. We pretended the spears were guitars and mics, and it was just a lot of fun. I think that's one of my fondest memories of him. And um, and when we'd have like sleepovers, we'd stay up and just talk about the randomest stuff about life and everything. And pretty much it and like even when we got older we were still pretty close I, this is actually <laughs> funny story I woke up late for school um, and I didn't want to go to school because I had ISS that day so I okay. called Paul I was like hey what are you doing he goes oh I just woke up I was like all right let's let's skip school so <laughs> we actually skipped this is the day when we skipped and went to Panera we didn't even do anything that day we just hung out so yeah don't skip school <laughs> it was my senior year, so it's okay. Not really. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, but like even throughout high school, we always talked about uh, going to college together and how we were going to like live in an apartment together and, um, you know, talk about how our kids would grow up together too. And I remember um, two nights before he passed when I went to go see him, we, um, we talked about going to college, going to UGA, and how once he gets better, he was going to go to UGA and I would transfer, and you know we'd hang out all the time. But um, after he passed, like the hole in my heart that's just always been there, I guess, just exacerbated. Exacerbated. It just got worse and it just got bigger, and um, pretty much after that is when I went downhill. Um, so. I, and one word to say, I was broken. I got really into drugs and partying. Like, um, this is really hard for me to admit because I've never said this to anybody and I'm saying it to all you guys. But um, um, I, would, I would smoke just about every day. Sometimes in the first thing I did in the morning was smoke. And at this time, I was only worried about when I was gonna have my next high. Um, I hung out with the wrong people, but it didn't matter to me because at that point I didn't have friends. So if anybody wanted to be my friend, like that was good enough for me. 
and um, I also became anorexic. Um, I tell people when they ask me how I lost so much weight, uh, I tell them it's because I got sick. And I really did, I really was sick after Paul passed. I got really sick and I couldn't eat anything, but it was way more than that. Um, I went from about 125-ish to 102 in about like a month and a month and a half because, I mean, it's all wrong. Um, my self-esteem was low, so of course I attacked myself um, during this time. And also, um, I was more concerned about smoking weed than eating. And um, <laughs> it's really stupid because I thought, like, if I eat while I was smoke, uh, if I smoked and then I ate, it would just bring my high, it would just shorten my high, so I didn't eat even when I was high. And yeah, so that just made it worse. And it was all really just, I was just self-destructed. Self-destruction, I guess, would be a word to put it because um, I did it for the instant gratification, even though I knew the consequences. Like, I knew that it was hurting me. And even, and like, knowing what you're doing is wrong and doing it anyway is really dangerous because you start to feel this guilt and you become ashamed of um, who you've become. But it's just because you're so emotionally weak and so stuck in your ways that it's hard to turn around on your own. And um, because of my past relationships and how like they left me when I did something wrong, I was kind of scared. Like you know, I can't. I was afraid to come to God to this because I feel like I was I was just so ashamed. Like I just wanted to hide my face. Um, and it was hard to reach out to people because there was there wasn't really anybody I trusted enough to like if I were to tell them what I was struggling with that they'd still be there for me. So that was really hard because, so it was really hard for me to reach out and that just made me more alone because I pushed people away. And um, it got to a point where I kind of just accepted that this was my life and I grew complacent of it. Like, you know, this is just how it's gonna be like. And like I would smoke every day. I'd miss church because I stayed up so late the night before and like, there have been people that reached out to me, but I kind of just pushed them away because I didn't want them to see who I was or who I really am. So yeah, that, was, that was hard. And um, this verse kind of shows how I felt during that time. Psalm 31:12. I've been forgotten like one who is dead. I've become like a broken vessel. So I was just trying to fill this void in my heart with drugs and boys and wrong friends and really I was just trying to make myself feel better on my own thinking that I could do it on my own and that doing these things would help me feel better and um, it was hard because I was trying to carry my own burden and I didn't think I didn't think like I could share that burden with anybody else, that it was my own to carry. So um, there was a point when I was just so tired of living that way, like, because it, was, it wasn't leading to anything. I mean, it was leading to my destruction in reality. And um, I remember, like, I was sitting over there on the couches some random Sunday. I didn't want to come to church because I stayed up late the night before. 
but I came anyway just because I was like, oh, I should just go to church. Yeah. But like I was like a come and go, so I just came for the service. I wouldn't socialize. I just leave right after because I mean there was really nobody that I wanted to socialize with. But um, yeah, I remember I was standing over there. I don't remember what songs were playing, but it's just like God was just convicting me and. Um, like, I was started crying, like, in the corner, and I didn't want anyone to see me, so I went downstairs, and I went to, like, the bathroom stall, and I just broke down, like, um, just, like, begging God to forgive me for, like, the way I was living and praying that, like, he just take this away from me, like, take the baggage away. And um, uh, this verse really... Uh, stepped out to me, Psalm 34:18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Um, after I was in that bathroom stall for like probably in there for like a good 15 minutes, just like crying out to God. Um, it's crazy because for the first time in a long time, I felt this kind of relief over me. Like God has taken it from me. Like He's taking what I was struggling with um, away, especially with like the smoking and all that, and um, yeah, so after that, I mean, and like, I just felt like God was there for me, and like the first time, it was the first time where I actually opened up to him, and like, he showed me how broken I was, and how weak I am, and uh, after that, I, I didn't want to smoke anymore, it's crazy, I don't even know, how it happened, I just stopped. I just didn't like it anymore. I didn't want to go to parties. I didn't want to talk to boys. Um, I and I needed God to show up the way he did because I needed a wake-up call. And I feel like if I didn't go through that or like if he didn't show me how messed up or how destructive my path was being, um, I would have definitely been in a different place right now. And... Um, Another way that Jesus showed up in my life, which in a way is what I never thought that, it's just something that I never had, and because I never had it, I never thought I needed it. But of course, God knew what I needed, and he sent me Shine. <laughs> so I never thought that Shine would be the one to reach out to me. <laughs> but I. Um, I remember distinctly one time when I didn't show up to church because obviously I was too busy doing something else. And um, she texted me and she's like, "Hey, like, how are you?" And you know, I was just like, "What the heck? Why is she texting me?" But <laughs> I mean, now I really appreciate that she did. And um, after a while, like, she started inviting me to stuff, which like, I was like, "Why is she inviting me? Why does she want me to come? I don't want to go." And that's just me being like insecure, you know, like I, I don't want her to see who I really am. And um, it was really hard to trust, like it's, I feel like God sent Sheena because he needed, he wanted me to see how I can trust people, you know, in my life that um, if I'm going through something that I can reach out to them. And um, I remember I told her like something. I was really skeptical about telling her something, but um, I did anyway because I was like, I guess I just took a chance. And I was like, well, if she wants to run away, I mean, she's more than welcome to. 
but I told her and um, I remember what she said she said whatever you do I'll be here and that really like hit a part of me because I was just like that's just something that I've been worried about for so long and for her to actually like say I'll be here for you it just it meant a lot to me and I feel like if God didn't send me Sheena then I wouldn't be as integrated in the community as I would as I am now feel like I'd still be like singled out I would be afraid to open up to anybody and definitely would not be standing here sharing my testimony with you guys <laughs> but yeah um, So I guess, and right now, I'm in the process of healing. And this is a verse um, that we've shared in the very beginning. Uh, I feel like this really kind of shows, or this really, it's a good portrayal of what I w I'm going through and what I have gone through. It's just, I was at a really low point and I was relying on myself to bring myself out of it, but it's really God who can only do that for me. and. Um, the last part is really it kind of gives me comfort because it shows that you know he'll deliver us again you know we can, can have hope in him and it just showed how weak I am and how much I needed God to come into my life and help me through it because I couldn't go through it on my own and um, and it's just it's something that I still struggle with is finding self-worth and finding value in myself and um, you know I try to find value in other things but really it's I mean all I need is validation from God and um, yeah uh, and actually when I finally realized this was on Good Friday last year um, we were talking about how Jesus sacrificed his life for me I never really thought, I mean, like, yeah, I knew Jesus died for me on the cross and for my sins, but I never really comprehended the extent of, like, how much he loved us and, like, so much that he would go up and do that for us. And, um, and that's when I realized, like, how can I say my life doesn't have value when Jesus died on the cross so I could live? So that's kind of helped me see that, you know, this life is valuable and I shouldn't just throw it away doing drugs or going to parties or just doing whatever I feel like or what makes me feel good because, I mean, it doesn't last. And, yeah. So, um, I guess. <laughs> so, anyone, like, if you're struggling right now and people try to reach out to you, don't push them away because you think that you know they're just giving you pity or they're just trying to s give you sympathy or they don't understand because I mean we're a community and if they reach out to you it's because they care about you it's not because they w feel bad for you and um, in the end it's just self-hurting self-inflicting because you're just pushing them away making yourself more alone and um, and for those who have friends that are going through a tough time it's so important that you're there for them even when you don't agree with what they're doing like you need to be there for them when they fall because I mean you know they're gonna fall so it's important like don't just walk away from them because that's pretty much when they're at their lowest point is when they need you most and that's when they need your encouragement